welcome in everybody. This is the new, and as we discussed yesterday, still not improved, but different sounding to start. Same shit after the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Subject to change has been absolutely killing it for us. That intro music. We don't care what you think. We love it. Um, everything after that's kind of just the same dog shit that it's been. Yeah, it, it, it's it's putting a really sh- nice front door on a really shitty house. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, it looks great. Exactly. Yeah, nice coat of paint on the outside. So th- th- this is the cartoons. Where where you, they have you walk up to the really nice looking house, you open the front door and realize it's just a fake wall in front of the garbage behind it. Exactly, yeah, and that that is probably the best way to describe the Too Fat to Play podcast. Brought to you once again by Sticks Golf Lounge in Humboldt. Stop in, play a few rounds, have a couple of drinks. I say it every week. Please go down and do it. Chase loves seeing you guys out there, Austin. It's week four. I know we've complained a lot about the football and the quality of football we've had this season. Can we just take a second and appreciate that it's back and we're in it? We are all the way in it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's great. Thank God, football's here. Hopefully, now that we're get winding down the first quarter of the season, the football itself will be better. Right. Um, but here's the thing. I, I'd rather have these four games than the USFL season correct. or the off season. Correct. Absolutely. I'm not going to take most of these games over some of the XFL that we watched. But, but it's nice to have football. But it's, it's nice, it's to, nice have to have good football. football. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of wanted to start out the show. So yesterday I posed a question. Who gets the blame? Who gets the credit? Coach or quarterback, and there's a couple of teams going either way that I think we can kind of cover. I want to bring up a couple. Um, the Dolphins, the Niners, the Bears, uh, the Broncos, and let's throw one out there. Uh, the Chargers and the Bills. We'll, we'll do six real quick. Okay. Um, I know that's going to get us pretty deep into the show before we start making our picks, but... I mean, you hear all the time <clears throat> that offense, let's say Niners, for example. Obviously, I know a lot about that one there. And this is kind of why I wanted – I've heard so much about the Russell Wilson and, and everything else. But any quarterback can play in that Shanahan offense. Okay, so when they're winning, Shanahan's getting the credit, right? Mm-hmm. It seems to be like, though, when they were losing, so far with Brock Purdy, they haven't. When they were losing, ah, that's bad quarterback play. You got to do better than that. You can't. But when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl, it was Shanahan. Not Matt Ryan missing on third down three times in the fourth quarter. Not the defense fucking it up. Like, it's three facets to the game. And I get the quarterback is the highest paid. In most cases. (laughs) Yeah. In most cases, at the very least, he is the quote-unquote clubhouse leader. Mm-hmm. Very few successful franchises, and actually none right now that I can think of, is the quarterback not the clubhouse leader. Sometimes there is a, a, a change of the guard where maybe a middle linebacker steps up while you're trying to 
behind. Yeah, while you're trying to figure it out. I mean, Trey Lance goes down. You got Jimmy. Jimmy's been a leader during that transition for two weeks when they sucked last year. Fred Warner stepped in. We're here. We and then no loss after Brock Purdy stepped in. But you you look at a team like uh, L.A. And, and Justin Herbert or Brandon Staley. You look at Herbert's numbers, he's playing great out of his mind. All the blame in the media still seems to be going to Herbert, although people are still calling for Staley's job. What what more do you want the offense to do except for play perfect, which they have, and not have stupid fucking fourth down play calls? Then you look at Denver, and I get, on paper, Russell Wilson has had one of the best years ever. Right on paper, he is pacing with his his better years in Seattle. Yes, but there's also an eye test. He's not passing the eye test. Correct. Sean Payton's not passing any test right now. So so where does it? Obviously, there's. You're, it's not going to be a clear cut answer. Mm-hmm. But at what point do we do you have to either start shifting some blame or shifting credit? From one party to the other. Because we've seen in New England, and this is a great example, where Bill Belichick was the guy. And there was a debate. Was it Tom or was it Bill? We found out that it was Tom. It Tom didn't work in New England without Bill. I, I don't think we can argue that. I don't think you can throw any extra head coach out there. He had to have Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. And, and we've seen what happened with Tom after Bruce Arians left. So there's an element to Tom that is head coach. Tom's the talent, but the head coach happens to be, I don't know what to, uh, the, the platter that the talent is. A professional organizer. Thank you. Yeah, the, the maestro to the, to the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so where... If you want to pick one of those teams, or if you just kind of want to run through the list, if you remember the list, I don't even remember the list. But I, I know I posed that question yesterday. We never got to it. And I've kind of been thinking about it all day because, like, with the Niners, with, with these successful teams, it seems either oh, the Cowboys, that's another good one, Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy, who's the one that fucked it up? Because it ain't the defense. Uh, so – before you ramble any further, yes, please take over. Because I, I'm going to name one more team, and I think we're at 37 NFL teams right now that you've named off. Um, we'll start. We'll start in LA. I think it's kind of the the biggest. The biggest conundrum is the one and two LA Chargers. And I think, and I mean, you've always got to do these. You know, it it can't all be. Staley's fault. It can't all be Herbert's success. Right. There is no de facto 100% for anything. Right. And I guess before you jump into that, my the argument I'm going to throw up for you to either argue for or against is Herbert's trying, he's essentially putting up 30 points a game. What more do you want out of your offense? So I, I, I prefaced that there's no 100% right, right. being that I put 95% of the blame on Brandon Staley. Oh, yeah, it, I, I, th- I think Brandon Staley is, is albeit there's, there's people fighting for his position, I think that is the worst coaching job happening in sports right now, at least in the NFL. I don't know about all of sport. 
but that is that is the worst happening at the coaching position in sports right now is Brandon Staley. He he is he has one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. He has a top five talent at the quarterback position. He is one and two and has not looked good in a game yet. You know, I realize Jacksonville. Jacksonville's one and two. They looked really good week one. Haven't looked good since then. No argument. And in Jacksonville, I'm putting the blame for that at the moment on Trevor Lawrence and that and that offense because that offense they Look, have guys that are getting open. Right. That they offense have plays that are working hasn't changed in the last there's, year. There's there's no efficiency to the players. Right. With the Chargers, you can see efficiency. You can see it on offense. You can see it in Derwin James and Kenneth Murray Jr. And you can see it on defense. I put 95% of my eggs in the basket that Brandon Staley is an awful head coach. Can the Chargers be better on third down? Absolutely. The players can execute a little better on third down. That That's great. Because sometimes, even though there's a shit play call, sometimes you have Travis Kelsey running a corner route, and he runs a post route for a touchdown. Sometimes that shit happens. Sometimes professional players have to make professional plays. So, yes. Can the Chargers players be to blame for part of their part of this start? Absolutely. Because there's nobody that's without fault. But Brandon Staley, for my dollar, is the worst head coaching job in the NFL right now. Because what he's doing with that roster. At least Matty Eberflus, hey, he's got no talent. Sean Payton, hey, he's got Russell Wilson. The Cowboys. They have Dak Prescott and Mike Matheny. McCarthy? Whatever. Same thing. I mean, it's just... The fact of the matter is he sucks and I don't care about him. You've got... You've got these teams that you can you can point to and be like, ah, okay, maybe this is part of his problem. Maybe this is part of his problem. Brandon Staley, you can look at that roster and go, how the fuck did you lose? Where where did where did you lose this game? And their one win. If they had lost, which they should have, if Minnesota wasn't just trying to lose more, uh, yesterday's that team episode should be zero and three. Yesterday's episode would have been lights out if they lost because you guys would have heard. Ryan would have came through the microphones and slapped you with a dead fish. That's how that would have went. Like. Brandon Staley did everything he could to start the season 0-3, and, and his players drug his ass to 1-2. and 2. So, that's that's where I see that one. Like I said, it, that is, and I think 95% is as close as you can get to perfect for blaming one person, for blaming one entity, but for blaming one facet of the team. Because, again, professional players have to make professional plays. Keenan Allen looked like a fucking professional this weekend. Trevor... Uh, Justin Herbert looked like a fucking professional this weekend. Josh Palmer stepped up and looked like a fucking professional this weekend. Donald Parham Jr. looked like a fucking professional this weekend. Kenneth Murray Jr. looked like a fucking professional this weekend. You know who didn't look professional? Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley looks like I wouldn't want him coaching the Chanute fucking comments. And the way their season is, I wouldn't either. I, th- that That team is too talented for him to coach. 
I, I have I have no no faith, no desire to see Brandon Staley coach as a head coach. If he goes back to being a good D coordinator, sure. Take the responsibility off of his plate. Guess what? Some guys are meant to be coordinators. We know who they are. Some guys are meant to be coordinators. You give him the keys to the castle, guess what? He burns the fucker down. Brandon Staley is going to walk away from that a smoldering fucking ash pit. Let him go now. Save, I don't know, the half of the tower that's left that the Chargers have to rebuild around. Because, I mean, that, that, that roster is so damn good. So damn good. And that coach is just absolutely taking a wrecking ball to it. I mean, he's he's the cartoon when you drive in, when the, the tourist drives into Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Brandon Staley. He will take a wonder of the world and knock it over. It's it's impressive how destructive he is to a team that I should fear being in the AFC West. Right. No, and I feel like, just candidly speaking here, that the only time you do fear them is when they are playing you. Because that seems to be the only time he shows up. Yeah, it's the only time they're good. It's the only time they're good. And, and right now, I don't, like, I know what's going to happen. I just don't see a way that he pulls his... Self to, that Staley pulls himself together enough to actually have a good game against Kansas City. It'll happen, yes, because it's Chargers in Kansas City. But, my God, it is... He, he is the closest thing to being the perfect bad head coach. Um, Moving on from that one. Let's go... Let's go Buffalo. Um... With Buffalo, I think it's a lot more towards the middle. I, I mean, I'm talking 55-45. I, I think Josh is probably the 55. I, I think Josh deserves the credit that he's due because of what he's done. This season has not been great. The last two weeks, granted, I know two-thirds of a season if the last two weeks have been good, but they've been more normal and closer to what he was two years ago. We're going to really get to see if the changes they're making on offense. I am so excited for their game this week. It's going to be I mean, the game of the week. Absolutely. It, I, that, if they Even if they lose, depending on how they play, divisional games are different. We, we That was like our first or second episode. Yeah. Divisional games are different. The game against Miami this week is going to, it's either going to show or it's going to show. You're going to find out what Buffalo is on Sunday. You're going to find out. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't think Brandon Staley's the problem. I think he's part of the problem. But uh, I, I don't, or not uh, Brandon Sean Staley. McDermott. Sean McDermott. Sorry. No, you're good. I got stuck. Um, I don't think Sean McDermott's the problem. I it's think all right. He's so good, did the Chargers' offense. Correct. I think. Or sorry, defense. I think he can be a really good head coach. I also think that in the league as it is today, I worry about the defensive guy being the head coach. Because it seems like when the defensive guys are head coach, there's gaffes made that the offensive guy, especially the young offensive guys, aren't making. 
because the offensive guys, like I don't know what the difference is. I think I think the biggest difference that I can see that like points out to me is the fact that offensive guys spend their off time playing Madden. And and I think you know what I mean by that because playing Madden, me and you have learned how to manage clock at the end of a football game like we're professional coaches. Don't be wrong. We couldn't do that because we would stumble our way through it, and by the time the, we got a play call out, we'd have three delay of games, and we would have called the wrong play 13 times. Like, it would be, you call it. But that would be that would be the offensive call. We'd be like, I don't want to fuck this up, you do it. Yeah, like, our offensive call would be pass to the middle. Yeah, yeah. Deep pass. This seems like a good time for a Texas route. What what else did you, you want something else called? Um, can we put X on a? Um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Who, who, who's the who's the receiver on the? It doesn't matter. Put the guy on the left uh, on a fly route, and then and then we're gonna go. We're, you want two or three guys to the right? If we only put two, there's only ten guys. Okay, so let's put three guys to the right. Um, it'd be bad. Yeah, it'd be fucking terrible. It'd be so bad. I mean. I mean, is don't it, be wrong. We could at least do as good as Brandon Staley's doing, but it would be bad. But I don't think Sean McDermott's a bad head coach, and I and I, I, I don't want that to be construed this way. But I do think he's part of the problem because I think that that Josh Allen deserves an offensive mind. Obviously, we've had words about the OC there. And I think that's part of the reason that Staley's down to 45 because he hired him. Um, God damn it. Dermot. I'm not the only one that gets worked up over Staley's job, is it? This is going to be a long episode. So, I think the blame goes towards the coaching, but I really don't know that it's the head coach. Because I know what that team looked like with Brian Dable at OC. I realize having Brian Dable at OC is a really tough thing to do because when you have Brian Dable at OC, other people offer him head coaching jobs. This is, you're going to have to find, you're going to have to make, you're going to have to find that diamond. You need to go find the, the Broncos ball boy from 2007 and let him be your offensive coordinator long enough for him to go get a head coaching job and then ruin your life. So he can hang 70 on your team in like 10 years. Like, go find your ball boy. I, I know that's a one in a million shot. But you, you've got to find that offensive guru to put with him. Um, the 49ers. As great as Shanahan's system is, as, as quarterback-friendly, as running-back-friendly, as offensive-friendly as it is. That offense has never, never been as efficiently or explosively ran as it is with Brock Purdy. I saw a power ranking today that I kind of laughed at. Because Brock Purdy was the fifth-ranked quarterback in the NFL. I think that was CBS. I looked at it, too. 
Brock Purdy is far from being the fifth best quarterback in the league. Thank you. I'll be the first to say it. Love the guy. There's like, you start throwing names out there. The, Josh, the, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Or I sent you the video of the uh, Dolphins fan. Correct. Oh, my God. Get over yourself. You're going to give me Josh Allen over Brock. Brock, I love you. Josh, come here. Yeah. Justin Herbert, come on down. Pat, <laughs> let's go. Like, the, you can start naming off a few guys that I'll... There's tears to this shit. Exactly. Is he the best tier two guy? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, best tier three guy. Because I, if, I think, he, if he was on tier two, he's he's at the bottom of tier two. Yeah, I think he's a bottom tier two, upper top of tier he, three. He's trying to climb that ladder, and if he keeps playing this way, he, he will. So, and, but and He's going to have a hard time climbing that tier two ladder because, let's face it, in most aspects, that kid's not special. He's a special ball player. He's not a special athlete. The guys in front of him, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. De- uh, you can say the same Trevor thing about Lawrence. Joe Burrow, though, too. But Joe's it, Joe's got a different level with that arm. He, he's got more arm talent. He's got a little bit more I, arm I, strength. I think, you, I think you can call his arm talent special. I would almost call Brock like Joe Burrow light. Yes. that That's absolutely fair. He is... Ice in his veins, like, calm, cool, collected. He's, he's Tom Brady light, guys. That, that's what he is. He doesn't do anything special. He's not, a, he's not a special runner. He's not a special thrower. He's not a special mind. He's a special football player. And I, I'm Staley, or not, god damn it, I am all over Staley right now. It's hard not to when you start off on that. It is. Shanahan is absolutely the mind, the beautiful mind behind the madness. Like that is him. He he deserves every bit of the credit and the disrespect he gets. He's he's earned every lump he every lump he has. He's earned. Yes. Every grace he has. He's earned. I think that team is special on offense because of Brock Purdy. It's it's great because of Shanahan. It's special because of Purdy. Purdy has just an innate ability to run the offense and run efficiently. He's smart. He's he's quick to, on decisions and he's a good thrower of the football. I still go like probably 60-40 Shanahan because that that run game that exists, the the motion sweeps, the motion right. fakes. The, See, the, and I, I was kind of leaning that, more like a 65-35 Shanahan. That that the between the tackles, the outside the tackles, the the special run game that Shanahan and McDaniel and those guys have put together where you have I mean the Niners can line up in the same formation the exact same formation, run the exact same motion, and run six plays off of it. That's special. That is a special, beautiful mind at the head coach position. Do not discredit Brock Purdy. Because what he's the, the dude's undefeated in games he plays all of. 
in games that he starts and finishes, he has not lost. I guess he did finish the NFC Championship game, but did he really finish the NFC Championship? He finished it left-handed. Even barely. Um, Oh, fuck. I got to go. All right, Austin had to step out real quick, so I'm going to give you guys just a little bit of backstory on as to why I'm, I'm asking these questions. I still want to get the rest of Austin's thoughts here. Um, so with the NFL today, what we're seeing is a lot of teams. So let's just take a look at the Broncos real quick. The Broncos are god-awful. Not very often do you have 50 points hung on your head, but – it was 70 points scored total against you. Um, that means that on all three facets of the game, you were just god-awful. So whose fault is that? You know, the Broncos last year were a terrible team. Uh, nobody thought that they'd be that bad, especially with bringing in Russell Wilson as well as uh, Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. Well, Hackett didn't last. Russell Wilson looked bad, the offense was stagnant, and the defense actually looked semi-good sometimes. Uh, that By no means were they the worst defense in the world. Fast forward to this year, new head coach revitalized Russell Wilson. Um, defense should be the same. They bring in Vance Joseph, and this is one of the worst teams we've ever seen play. So at what point is it the head coach's fault that for some reason they're not able to coach up the team around them, inspire them to play, or is it is there so much bad play from from a quarterback who didn't play good last year, isn't playing good this year, to really get that team over the hump and get them moving forward and so, I guess I'll kind of go in on the on the Broncos. I it's hard for me to say that it is a I'm going to say it's a fifty fifty share. I look at the Broncos, and I see a team that uh, that can't get anything going on in any aspect. Guys aren't getting open. Russell Wilson. We alluded to it just a few minutes ago. He's got one of the best statistical seasons he's ever had. When you watch him play, and it's just questionable. It's it's not good football. His deep ball looks to be coming back. We're getting flashes of it. The offensive play calling's questionable. The defensive play calling's horrendous. I can't say there's no talent on that team. That There's talent all over that team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And then you got a guy like Pat Sertan on the backside, who's one of the best in the league. It's hard to say and pinpoint because at this point in time today, you sit down and you look at it, and maybe you're starting to think that Nathaniel Hackett shouldn't have been fired after his first half season of football because of how bad the team still is with a new head coach that has won a Super Bowl in the past. Um, it, it's so hard to sit there and, hey, Austin's back so I don't have to keep trying to ramble. Um, but it, it's so hard uh, to 
to blame just one guy. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, small fender bender. No, you're good. Uh, I, I was just kind of giving the background as to exactly why I was bringing up the question, and I kind of I'm going in on on the Broncos right now. Oh, good. Okay, sorry for the noises through the computer if those came through. So I, I said it's a 50-50. At no point is this 100% Sean Payton. Because the way it kind of looks when you stand back and look at the records and how everything's playing out, Sean Payton, maybe the Broncos were this bad to begin with and it wasn't Nathaniel Hackett last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God, coaching change couldn't fix this dumpster fire. But at the same time, you you should have gotten somewhat better, right? So what kind of play? We know that Sean Payton is storied. It, it's hard for me to look at him and go, yeah, he spent one year out, out of the league. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. It's not John Gruden. Where everything, he, he was winning games up until he retired. He's been out for a year. He spent that year broadcasting and watching football. Like, he still knows ball. He's a little harsh. He's a little rough around the edges. I say it's a 50-50. It's just really weird to see this tug-of-war when maybe we should be putting equal blame. Like, Russ, you were so good for so long, and you fell off a cliff. Sean, what the fuck is is this? I get it's only three games, but they hung 70 on you, and you lost by 50. There's a problem there. Obviously. So I put it down at 50-50. Take it away. Glad to have you back. I think they're getting tired of listening to me. Well, I mean, I understand their reasonings. Um, so I think with, with the Broncos, I think they are more on basically a game-by-game game basis. I'm, you, you, see, you see times when Russ has looked good this year, and you're like, oh, okay, well, Russ is back. And then the, the, the play calling falls apart on them. So you're like, all right, clearly that's coaching. And then you have the adverse of Russ looks terrible at times. And you're like, coaching itself couldn't fix this. I, I don't know what the right answer is there. I'm I'm cro- probably closer to 50-50. If, if, it's, if it's a variation, it's like 51-49. And that, and that tumbles back and forth just trying to understand the the play-by-play the game-by-game basis that Denver has where you don't know what you're going to get out of either the head coach or the quarterback and so I, I don't know that you can blame one in one individual any more than the other because it, it is such a it, I mean for for Denver it seems like it's drive by drive sometimes where you're like, oh, that's a great play calling. Russ didn't execute. Or Russ tried to execute shit play calling. Den- Denver's such a weird one because it's just... And then I- you look at the defensive side of the ball. They had playmakers last year. Like, that was not a bad defense. Pat Sertan, I, while you were gone, I brought it up. Pat Sertan is, is your leader. Um... That's a pretty good leader to have on the back end. Yeah, with I mean, with him and Justin Simmons, the back end of that defense should be good. At least on half the field, they should be good. 
And obviously, that team has problems in the front seven. It's hard to give up six rushing touchdowns and not have problems on the front seven. But, my God, man, to have to have the problems that the Broncos are having, is Russ bad? Yes. Does Sean Payton look like a bad head coach at the moment? Yes. Those things coexist, and you have a Broncos team that, I mean, could they lose to the Bears this weekend? And the Bears are an absolute dumpster fire. The Bears are awful. I had hope for the Bears. I thought the Bears would have a chance at the playoffs. I know. I, I feel so bad for the Bears, Damn. but the front office just makes me not feel bad anymore. Yeah. I'm, I mean, we both had hopes for Justin Fields going into the season. We both had hopes for adding uh, Tremaine Edmonds to that, set, to that linebacking core. There was hope. They spent a lot of money this offseason, and that team is just not cohesive. And, and I just, I don't know the the Broncos, and, I, and I'll put the Bears in this exact same scenario, because okay. Justin Fields looks terrible. Okay, a 50-50 on the, yeah. on, if, if you're going to blame the head coach, blame the quarterback. Yeah, this, Justin Fields does not look like a good quarterback. Uh, and, unlike, was, to recap, for anybody lost... Austin and I, are, we're trying to get back into our groove after that weird last, like, six minutes. Um, so, unlike the Chargers where you're like, okay, you could have done a little better. What the fuck were you doing? And, yeah. and, and, and like, with the Niners, like, that was great. You you pull it off. This is, you both need shot. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, you're, you're in, with these two, with, with the Broncos... And the Bears. I don't see any other way, and, and the Broncos literally can't because of money. It's burn it down and start over. Because is your quarterback bad? Probably. Is your head coach bad? Probably. And, and, and when I say probably, I'm talking greater than 60%. They're bad. I mean... I don't know how you put 120% of the blame on something, but I think you're talking like 40% it's the head coach's fault, 40% it's the quarterback's fault, and 40% it's the front office's fault. That team is terrible top to bottom. I really thought Ryan Pace was going to be a lot better at his job. And honestly, some of the moves he's made... I thought he would have been. But. So, just to be clear, Chase Claypool was not one of those moves? Chase Claypool for a second was not one of those moves. Correct. I also don't understand why you pass up the best player in the draft twice to draft a potentially good offensive tackle. Because you had Jalen Carter twice. You know what that defense looks like you could really use? An interior defensive lineman? Potentially the best def- interior defensive lineman in football. Because I don't know if you're tra- you're tracking, and I know pressures are a dumb stat to track. No, I brought this up yesterday. Jalen Carter is the biggest problem in the interior defensive line in yeah, football right yeah, now. Yeah, he's got 13. It's 
It's dumb. It's terrifying. That guy's a rookie. He, he's a rookie, and he's one of the most terrifying forces <laughs> on the defensive line. Sorry, he's got 12. J- uh, Jonathan Allen's got 13. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. You give me a choice between the two, I'm taking Jalen Carter. I don't blame you because, I mean, pressure up the middle is different than pressure from the edge. Yeah. And I've got three guys on that top five yeah, list. We, we know. We know. Shut the fuck up. But that that kid's special. And and you passed him up twice, literally twice. And I think there's questions about your front office when you do things like that. Granted, I know another certain front office that drafted McCole Hardman and Sky Moore over DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel and, you know. In their defense, because... I've got a I've got a front office office that uh that drafted Trey Lance and Every, everybody misses it, everybody misses it, it's I mean, the ones that you hit say I mean it's the can, Kansas City's front office gets a pass on a lot of it because hey they drafted Patrick Mahomes they drafted Nick Bolton they drafted Creed Humphrey they drafted uh, Trey. Uh, the right guard. Yeah, I Smith. Trey Smith, there That's we go. It's a weird last name to forget. You, you know, they... And let's not forget about the endless amount of corners in the last seven years that they've drafted. Yeah. They, I mean... They, they run them through their rookie contract, dump them, draft another one. Yeah, I mean... Charvarius Le- Ward. Charvarius Ward. Legereus Need is on last year of his rookie deal. Marcus Peters. Legereus Need probably won't be a chief next year. No. He, he's going to end up either in the NFC West... Because that's where they all go, or the AFC North. Because if they don't end up in the NFC West, they end up in the AFC North. It's 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 weird, but they they hit cornerbacks, they hit defensive backs really well. And I mean, Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill played his rookie contract. They brought in Deion Bush. S- same fucking player, same player. Like it is, it's weird, and it's just amazing to me that a team that has the offense that they have, and obviously, they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round. Like they drafted Isaiah Pacheco in the, in the seventh. seventh round. Exactly. It it is it's dumb, but you would think a team that's built on throwing the ball would be better at drafting wide receivers. Like, like when you have the guy that throws the ball, and, and he's he's locked in. I got one better for you. You would think for a team that can run the ball, they'd be better at drafting running backs. They are. They're really good at undrafted free agents. <laughs> they, 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 they've cracked the code. They know they have to draft somebody in the third round. So Whose they're career gonna, do they want to ruin? So they're, they're like, okay. You look like you need to have a short NFL career so that this guy can be the greatest running back to ever play football, and we're going to pick him up for 35 cents and a double cheeseburger. Half-eaten double cheeseburger. That I spit on. Like, sorry, Trey Sermon. (laughs) But I don't know if you've met Eli Mitchell. I know you've never heard of him. Because we had neither until three seconds ago. 
but he's going to be the greatest running back we've ever seen, and that's going to be on a team that has Christian McCaffrey. Because somehow, you've got this no-name nobody from East what you might call it State University and and Christian is like kind of effective and he's God. Although it hasn't been that this year. I, I just, they're not giving the football. Like I, I swear that's they, it. They tried to force feed him last week yeah. against against the Giants and it just wasn't happening. And I honestly think that's just because the Giants were like, okay, they're gonna try to run the clock here. That's why Eli's in the game. Like that's all. That's their plan. Eli's off in. Tackle, they're running. Yeah. Off tackle with Eli. That's the game plan. Guess what? Off tackle with Eli. Off tackle with Eli. Off tackle with Eli. And it was still four yards a carry. Correct. But it's, it's so dumb because he's so effective, but yet not great. And then you have great and effective. But somehow you're still like, but is he the best option to run the football? All right, as much as I love talking about my team, uh, Dolphins. Um, is that Mike McDaniels? Or is that Tua finally figuring out the offense? So this is a tough one. And, I, and I'll, I'll give you the exact game, the exact time whenever this became a really tough decision when Mike McDaniels took the fucking Miami Dolphins as a wild card into Buffalo with Skylar fucking Thompson at quarterback and should have won that game because that game makes you go that is the coach that's coaching that coach wins football games it's it's the San Tua Francisco. Tua Tagovailoa is completing seventy two point something percent of his passes this year, with pinpoint accuracy. I don't remember who it was, but there was a coach that said, "When you have a quarterback on the field, you've got different levels. Some quarterbacks can hit the barn, some quarterbacks can hit the barn door, some per- some quarterbacks can hit the barn the the personal door in the barn door." Great quarterbacks can hit the doorknob. Tua can hit the keyhole. And I was like, no. But now I'm like, you know what? Fucking maybe. Because the guy can put the ball anywhere. He is a damn good thrower. He is accurate as fuck. His deep ball still leaves things to be desired. But sometimes, I'm not sure if there's, I'm not sure if there's a certain NFL team that should hear things like this, but sometimes when you have Tyreek Hill, the five-yard out route is a monster fucking play. An in-breaking route on a slant play? Guess what? Sometimes that goes to the fucking house. It's weird when you have the fastest guy on the football field and he's the third fastest guy on your team. Sometimes giving him the ball and letting him break a tackle is a really good idea. I know. Okay, so you've seen Raheem Mostert's comment today. No, I didn't. You didn't? But, no. Oh, but Raheem Mostert said, in a 100-meter dash, I can beat Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure he can. Okay, but what about De- what about Devon Achan? Because because that guy's also four three three. He's also fast as well. Again, when when you have Tyreek Hill, the fastest player in football, and he might not be the fastest player on his own fucking offense. Sometimes 
wild concept. If you hit that guy as he's running away from the cornerback that's trying to chase his ass down and knows he can't catch him and five yards down the field and he goes, oh, look, green grass and a couple of defenders. Sometimes you should probably just throw him the ball there. It's a weird concept, I know. Why throw it there when you can throw it 195 yards down the field? But it, it crazy concept. Sometimes giving your playmakers space to make plays is a winning combination. And a quarterback that can put the ball wherever the hell he needs to put it, even if he is throwing it with the wrong fucking hand, although I do... I wonder, I think he set an NFL record this weekend. I don't know if it's an official record, but I think it's a record. Because he only threw two of his four touchdown passes left-handed. I did not know that. The other two were right-handed shovel passes. I don't know if a quarterback's ever thrown two touchdowns left-handed, two touchdowns right-handed in the same game. I feel like Mahomes is going to try and break that record. And he's going to do the left-handed one behind his back. Probably. It. I just. I don't know if that's an actual record. But as far as I'm concerned, that's a fucking record. And Tua owns it. And I. This one's so hard for me because every fiber of my being says 70-30 to Mike McDaniel. But Tua, does, that is the absolute front runner for MVP right now. On, on that note right there, I didn't know this was going to lead into this question now, but now I'm having it. Because I'm, I'm thinking the same thing, right? I, I look at that offense, and the best way to compare that offense, Mike McDaniel created the 49ers if they were on speed. And Kyle Shanahan's 49ers are if they were Mike Tyson. One of them is going to catch... They're both throwing five-yard slant routes, right? One of them's running away from you and you can't catch them. The other one's running right at your chest and you're running away from them. I feel that that one's a lot closer. So, with Tua... Uh, and I agree. I agree the coach has a lot, that, but that same offense isn't run as efficiently with somebody else. Yes, Skylar Thompson should have won that football game mm-hmm. last year. Two is out there. It's a blowout. So it's, a diff- it's a different offense. And yes, it is absolutely a different offense with two and Skylar Thompson. Because I don't know if you know this about Skylar Thompson. He went to K-State. Not very fucking smart. So, Tua is at the top of the MVP conversations. And, and looking at his numbers and the way they're playing, I agree. But if you start breaking it down, kind of like we're trying to, obviously we don't have corporate money. We don't have middle America money. We don't even have no money. We are negative money right now on this podcast. But when you look at it and you start figuring out why, shouldn't Brock Purdy be in that same exact conversation? I think he deserves to be. Uh, if, uh, I don't think either one of them 
I'm I'm still on Micah Parsons should be MVP because I've seen him throwing people in the NFL world. I, I know can't give it to the best player on the field at any given time. Otherwise, Aaron Donald would have three, at least. But what's Tua without Mike McDaniel? What's Brock Purdy without Kyle Shanahan? We we have a good idea what each one of those head coaches are without, without that quarterback. Without that quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, and they both win football games. Granted, without Brock Purdy or Jimmy G, uh, Kyle has struggled. Feels like the right word. It it is the right word, and that I also feel that that says a lot as well. Oh, that that's why. And I, I know it's dumb. That's why I give Brock a little more of the pie. Okay. Okay. Than than what I want to do with you, but I. I be, it, I also want to give two of the whole fucking pie. Exactly. It, it's this is such a ticky tack and stupid argument. I've heard it way too much. I'm just trying to listen to some Dan Patrick show in the morning. You know, Colin Cowherd after that. Then we got uh, Nick Wright's show on after that. And as much as I can't stand the guy, sometimes that show is just fun to listen to. And then the greatest sports talk show of all time. Fox Sports, if you're listening, this you got to promote these guys. These guys all day long uh, speak with uh, Emmanuel Acho, uh, Joy Taylor, uh, James Jones, and uh, LaShawn McCoy. That is phenomenal. All four of those shows like to get into this, oh, it's the head coach, oh, it's the quarterback. There's levels to it, and if we're going to be anointing a quarterback who has done, and this is another thing that I hear a lot of knocks on. On, I'll, I'll keep bringing him up because I, it, it's just aggravating to me right now. Brock Purdy, he's got all these weapons. Yeah, what's Tua got? Let's think about that for a second. Well, this, I mean, if if, if they're having that conversation around Brock and Tua. It's kind of like whenever everybody's like, well, Patrick Mahomes has weapons in Kansas City, but Tom Brady's doing amazing things in Tampa. Yes. Because when when your third option is Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, depending on which which way you broke it down the week, because Gronk was either one or two. Right. And and, and you're... That's weapons. That was a better offensive line by a lot. And, uh, I mean, yes, anytime you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, yeah, clearly you have a receiving core. Because it doesn't really fucking matter who else is there. Right. Agreed. But Monarch. But if I'm taking the Niners and the Dolphins right now, Brandon Ayuk, Tyreek Hill, who are you taking? I'm probably taking Tyreek. I, I don't blame you. Because I, I, I don't, and, I don't and blame we've you. We've had this discussion. Right. Tyreek is the best weapon in football. Yes. Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel. Probably taking Debo. I, I get that, right? Tight end, I don't know who the tight end right now is for Miami because he's completely irrelevant yeah, to, to I, Miami. George Kittle, George Kittle every day of the week. Yeah. And, and that's, we get to running backs. you you got to think about the team you're building, mm-hmm. right? So you have Raheem Mostert, and it's going to be a running back by committee. So Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., who's hurt currently, mm-hmm. uh, a-Chain, or A-Chan, uh, who lit it up this week, and whoever the fuck else is uh, un- undrafted. It's, um, it's that Ahmed 
Uh, Salvon Ahmed. Yeah, yes. Salvon Ahmed. Oh, God. He's he's good, too. Yeah. He was good when he was with the Broncos. I have no idea. I know he was with the Dolphins last year. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking he, won me, he won me a fantasy game last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is good. He, he was with somebody else two years ago. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was the Giants. Nine. They wore dark blue. I just remember that much. And then you got CMC, uh, Eli Mitchell, and whatever their third string is. Whoever they don't and, and have, Debo. though. And Debo. And Kyle Juszczyk. You're putting him in the running back room. Fuck you. <laughs> I put him in the tight end room. As, as he long, sits in whatever room. As long room, as he's in the fucking room, we're good. He sits in a he, room. He's in the he, room. Yeah, he's, he's there. So, like... To me, it outside of tight end and fullback, which the Dolphins don't run a fullback. Yeah, they do. They have Allen Ingold. Do they really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, they have Ingold. I I thought he was still at the Giant. Was that what? No, he was with the... Uh, he was with somebody. The Saints? Yeah, I think so. I think it was the Saints. Yeah. I thought he was still there. No, he, he's yeah. a Dolphin. Hardly anybody runs an actual fullback anymore. That. I, I only know he's a dolphin because I saw him catch a pass like two weeks ago. Oh, damn. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. But, you, I realized something today, and that's the fact that I – the Patriots are using Zeke rather regular. I haven't seen Zeke run the football this year. Yeah, no. He, he's he been their fullback. Yeah, but no, they've been using him regularly. Like, he, he is an actual running back on that team. And, and I – I just realized I haven't watched like a single play of Patriots offense. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. He's he's been more or less. Well, it's uh, been the Patriots offense. Yes, with Mac Jones. Um, but but no. like so, when you're going down, if you're gonna sit here, look me dead in the eyes, and tell me that the 49ers' weapons are better than the the Dolphins, okay. Are they that much better? No, I I is it so much better that we have to give Tua. All this credit, and then say it's the weapons elsewhere. Because are they making these explosive plays? Or are they putting up seventy without Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert? They just did it without Jalen Waddle. They did it without Jalen Waddle, yeah. And the Niners have they've only had both wide receivers one week. They didn't have George Kittle, Kittle week one. He was limited in mm-hmm. the game, so. It, it, it those two teams are so similar. The only the reason that they don't get meshed together is because one runs three one, second forties. One, one runs around you and one runs through you. Yes, or runs away from you and the other one runs through you. Yes, it's a different play style. And I mean, I'll I'll say it. I believe the Miami Dolphins version is more palpable with winning. Yes, it is because if you can slow down the running through. You're going to slow that offense down. Well, that, I mean, you wait for an injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. No, that, you do. That's been Niners football for for the last seven years. It, you wait for the injury. Amen. God, it hurts. I, I mean, don't be wrong. When when you're running, obviously things get pulled. Things happen. I'm not going to talk about any of them because I don't wish that upon that team. But you, you've you got... Both wide receivers are on the injury report. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk is limited in practice. Debo Samuel did not practice. And like I said, when you're running into contact, you, you're going to have issues. I mean, this is 
This is a game of multiple car wrecks a game. When you can outrun the fucking car wreck, it, it seems to help, as opposed to being like, oh, there's a car wreck. Let's T-bone the car sitting in the middle of the road. You know, I, I just... I, I don't understand why, how you could argue the weapons against Brock and not have the same argument against Tua because th- th- those weapon sets are two of the best in the league. You I have mean, to be jealous. I but mean, yeah. when If you know nothing about football and you want to watch, you want to get into the sport, look at those two teams right now. Yeah. I, I'd say look at the uh, the the – the Bengals, but right now they're playing bad football. Yeah, that that team, if they get it figured back out, throw right, them they're in back. there. Because yeah. that, that, that receiving core is special. I mean, Tyler Eifert, uh, uh, all three, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh, can't even remember all their fucking wide receivers' names. Uh, T. Higgins, they're the, the, Tyler Boyd, Yeah, there Tyler it is. Boyd. Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, that team's fun. That team is exciting. Their quarterback's playing like dog shit right now and dragging that entire team into the mud. He needs to sit out for two weeks. He should have sat out last week. He very um, well should have. But if, if you're arguing weapons, and if you're arguing production with weapons, I don't think – I mean, if that's what we're going to come to, okay, Kirk's 0-3. He has, he has the best receiver in football. He has <laughs> – how I didn't think of Kurt Cousins for that. I mean, Addison looks like a damn good receiver. Yeah. Okay. Is is it Justin TJ Herbert or TJ is it his Hawk weapons? It. Yeah. He's got Austin Eckler, uh, Mike Williams, unfortunately, once again, down with that ACL. But Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnson, Joshua Palmer. I mean, you know the names. I mean, they have Gerald Everett, too, don't Gerald they? Gerald Everett. They have, they have him, and then they have another uh, young tight end. That is a six foot seven red zone monster. I mean, and sometimes having a good quarterback makes your makes your players makes your outside guys better. Absolutely, but sometimes your outside guys are great too. The goal is to put those things together, isn't it? Like, is isn't the goal to have, you know, easy now? S- Steve Young and Jerry Rice, or well, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, or Tom Brady and Randy Moss, Big Ben and Santana Moss. Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward, Jerome Bettis. It isn't isn't the goal of NFL football to take your John Elway and give him a Shannon Sharp. God, I wish we could have got more Shannon Sharp. Like I wish we were alive for Is, more Shannon isn't Sharp. Isn't sometimes your your goal to have Brett Favre and give him Sterling Sharp? Like isn't that the fucking goal? Isn't your isn't it great to have Travis Kelsey play football with Patrick Mahomes? To have Tyreek Hill play football with Patrick Mahomes? To have Patrick Mahomes throw to somebody that's better than what we currently have at wide receiver? Because, I mean, name me a good Chiefs wide receiver at the moment. I'll wait. Good, you named them all. I wasn't gonna open my mouth to even breathe on that one. I mean. <laughs> no, no. It, it, uh, so the, the the point of the sport is to build the team. 
You want a juggernaut, right? Yeah. You get a quarterback. That That's the big thing. Get the quarterback right. How many times have we seen great teams with all the weapons and a shit quarterback? Tampa Bay. For years. Um, <laughs> aside, aside from that Tom Brady window, but from Jameis to Baker. Do we not remember that Jameis Winston led? Oh, we do. We do. <laughs> Is everybody just going, that didn't happen? He's been a saint his entire career. Yeah, And that's another one. You have Drew Brees, Marquise Colston, and Jimmy Graham. Mm -hmm. This, I hate hearing knocks against quarterbacks because, oh, their weapons are, you, you can do anything with those weapons. You can't. That's it's been proven that you can't. I remember Alex Smith never making it through the divisional round with the same weapons that Patrick Mahomes. I mean, okay, he he gained a, a he lost an Albert Wilson and gained Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was pretty well fucking washed by the time he got to Kansas City. He had a few great games. Yeah, he he'd pop off like every like four week two week two. Sammy Walk like you drafted Sammy Watkins. And fantasy to start him week two and then trade him. Yes. That's why you had Sammy Watkins. Because you know after week two, he was going to be one of two things, ass or injured. But you, the point of the game is to put your great wide receiver beside your great quarterback. And sometimes you have Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson and the other 20 players that take the field are ass. So sometimes I, that happens. Uh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. No, that I mean, you you give your guy a guy and nothing else. And that's how dysfunctional franchises work. Yeah. I mean that that's 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 how you have wasted talent. Sometimes you have Barry Sanders and do nothing with it. Sometimes you have Jamal Charles and that's it. But sometimes you have Dante Hall, Trent Green, Tony Gonzalez, Priest Holmes, great offensive linemen. Sometimes those things happen. Sometimes those teams don't win cha- don't win championships. Sometimes Joe Man- Joe Montana with a good roster only gets to the AFC Championship game and loses to the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. I mean, these sometimes maybe it's just me. Sometimes when you get to line up an offense with Peyton Manning with Marvin Harrison on one side and uh, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne on the other. Oh god, and I can't remember who their uh Joseph Adai in the backfield and their tight end was fucking Dallas, Clark. Dallas Clark. No. No uh, wrong uh, wrong one. Uh, uh another simple last name. It, it his first name was either Dallas or his last name was Clark. Shit. Um Oh my god. Why can't I remember that name? And didn't Jeremy Shockey play like his last two seasons with the Colts as well? It was Dallas Clark. Was Dallas Clark? Yeah, it was Dallas Clark. Yep. Okay, good. We yeah, are we nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed Not, it. I told you. Yeah, there Anyhow. we go. Woo. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's good to put those things together. I mean, yes, Tom Brady did it with subpar receiving cores. Okay, Wes Welker was pretty good. Julian Edelman was pretty good. Yeah, they're not your conventional great wide receiver. They're white. 
Oh, come on. Name one since Steve Largent. <laughs> I can't, man. I'm laughing because it's true. <laughs> and it hurts to laugh. It just... The point of this game is to surround your good-to-great quarterback with good-to-great weapons and win championships. So why do we not quarterbacks when we give them good-to-great weapons when they're already good-to-great? And like, ah, it's just the weapons. Or, ah, it's just the... Well, you play to win the game. You know how you win the game? You take your good-to-great quarterback. Sometimes you take your amazing fucking quarterback and you go, you know what he needs? Somebody amazing to throw the ball to. Let's go get him somebody great to throw the ball to. Or sometimes you have somebody that's really great to throw the ball to. And you know you, you know what he needs? You know, you know what would really help him? Not Alex Smith. Let's draft that kid out of Texas Tech and let's see what he can do with it. And let's get him a defense that will get him the ball back. Or let's not give him a defense. And see how many points and see I can how score. many times fifty five can line up offsides. I'm sure it won't happen in an important moment. Damn sure won't throw an interception on a play where he lines up offsides. That won't happen. Like his three bad plays that season happened back to back to back. I feel so bad for him. All right, I've gotten you off on an hour long tangent. How's it feel? I feel like you used me. I feel dirty. Good. Let's get into our picks. Oh, I don't want to. I don't know that I want to talk about this. All right. I don't. I don't want to do this. We kind of gotta. I, I I really put us off track there, and then usually it's me rambling on, and I know I did for a minute there, but damn, you did good. That feels good, doesn't it? No, because now you're gonna make me pick these fucking games. All right. Detroit, Green Bay. Detroit. Same. Atlanta, Jacksonville. I don't fucking know. I'm going to take Jacksonville because I know Atlanta sucks. I'm pretty sure Jacksonville's decent, but Jacksonville just got their asses kicked by Houston. So now I want to pick Houston to win their game. And I don't, I'm don't. i not sure I want to pick Jacksonville to win their games. Jacksonville really looked like they were fucking bad. And Atlanta is, is bad, but now I don't know what Jacksonville is. No, you're right. Uh, I'm picking Jacksonville as well. Miami, Buffalo. Oh, fuck. This one's going to be fun. Why is this one got to be I, a noon game? They, If they could flex this, like if they could flex in week three, the Chiefs would be playing at noon against the Jets, and, and this would be the Sunday night football game. Oh, this one's so good. It's a great game. It's a phenomenal game. I I've think got this Miami. Game, I've got Miami too, but I, I if Buffalo shows up, Buffalo's looked really good the last couple of weeks. If Buffalo wins... Oh, that this is a whole different conversation next week. <laughs> we're gonna have to backtrack on everything we've said the last three weeks. <laughs> everything. We're, I mean, we're gonna have to start a whole new fucking podcast. Oh, so good. I've got Miami, but I I think I, that's game of the week. I'm I'm taking Miami as well. Josh, I'm pulling for you, bud. I, I want to see the Bills get back into it. Uh, it. I love when that team's rolling. There's not a more fun duo to watch than 17 and 14, as long as they're not yelling at each other on the sideline. Correct. Um, Minnesota, Carolina. Fuck me. I, I'm picking Minnesota because I, I still don't understand how Minnesota's 0-3. 
I can see Carolina being 0-3. I, I just I don't know how Minnesota's 0-3. I Is think Bryce get Young it. playing? I don't know. He practiced today. See, and I seen that, and it didn't give me anything that I needed to know. I think he's going to play. So do I. And that's why I'm picking Minnesota. Correct. He kid's so talented. I just wish he had an NFL body. Yes. Yeah, or at least us, at least an almost NFL body. Or <laughs> I'll say it, Sean Payton, that knows how to utilize. A, yeah. I, 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 I just. I, I'm losing a lot of faith in in, in Bryce really quick. And it's not even in Bryce Young. It's he has to get outside of the pocket on every single throw, or he has to take a 15 step drop. And I just don't. I, I know it's worked before in the NFL. I just don't think it works again. Uh, it's so hard to get that to work right. Can you give me a worse two game slate? Like, it's a really good thing these are noon games. Yeah, uh, Denver-Chicago. I'm taking Denver because I don't know how you... I don't know how you could not have a response after you're losing by 50. I realized that that at one point in time, Chicago was down 41. I just don't think they're able to respond. I think Denver has to have some kind of response. I don't know if it's Russell Wilson wearing a play call sheet on his wrist... I don't know what the answer is, but I feel like you have to respond after giving up 70. I hear you. I'm taking Chicago. Um, I mean, this, so, is the, this is a battle for the worst team in the NFL. Yes. Um, sh- Justin Fields said it. I-, I feel like if they're able to string together a win or two, even if it's just if it's gritty, nasty, refs fucked up every call of the game to get it to- – I feel like if they string together one or two, which is which is barely a streak. We both watch Shorzy two's a streak. <laughs> this would be a skid mark, okay? That's that'd be a skid mark on your on your quest to the number one overall pick. Yeah, but there's something in Chicago. The the issue is they finish so strong, unlike Denver. That there's something there, and nothing really has changed. They should have gotten better. They should have gotten a lot better, but mm-hmm. they made the wrong draft choices. But they did get better. <laughs> They're a better team than last year. So it, it's just it's just off. Saying I I just think and honest my pick for Denver this game is is simply the passing game. I I, bl- I Russ is not great at playing quarterback right now, but he throws the ball better than what Justin Fields is doing. He and does. he has better receiving weapons. But Justin Fields can run, and the Broncos couldn't shut off a faucet. But right now it seems like he, his runs are panics, and he runs into the defense. defense. And I, I, It's just something that, that you didn't see last year right. that you're seeing a lot this year. Well, And, and it's because they're not doing the design runs like they had been. Yeah, and, and maybe this is the week they go back to it. If, if they do... I might lean more towards Chicago, but I'm going to I'm going to put my emphasis on on the passing of each team, and if I'm doing that, I have to give it to Denver. All right, Baltimore, Cleveland. This game is going to be extremely intriguing. I believe I know what you're going to do here, and I'm going to do exactly what I did last week whenever I picked this game. I'm going to pick Cleveland, and I'm going to pick Cleveland because of that defense. Because I don't know if you saw what I sent you earlier. Uh-huh. Through three games. 
Cleveland's defense has given up 21 first downs. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm going with Baltimore, whose Lamar Jackson is completing 71% of his passes. That's exactly what I expected you to do, and I don't blame you at all. (laughs) The the guy's playing so efficient, and he's not running, but you start to clamp clamp him and force him to run, if he gets a smirk on his face, it's over. He'll dice him up with his legs, and because I, then that opens up the th- passing game. I believe that I believe in that defense, though. That, that no, I, I'm, I'm going to AFC ride with North and, too. I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, you know it's going to be gritty. Oh, 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 it's like, th- so this, good. You're going to have sand in your pants when you're done watching this game on television. It's going to be gritty, and I just think that that Cleveland defense, especially in an AFC North game. To me, that is the most terrifying thing I can think of because that defense is so goddamn good. They're so goddamn fast. And, yeah, and no, they, they shut down so everything. And I, I'm going to ride with that defense until it proves me wrong. I know the offense isn't good. If that offense is kind of good, they can win any game. Yes, they can. And it's only got to be kind of good. Yeah. No, if, I mean, you're they're at, you're averaging giving up seven first downs a game. If uh, Deshaun comes out and looks like he did last week, I feel like the Ravens are in trouble. Mm-hmm. The Ravens just it, – its this is one of those they seem to have Cleveland's number. Mm-hmm. It, it, that and I'm really trusting Lamar. I got to get that Lamar uh, Funko Pop hung up in here. That'll yeah. look really sick on these walls. I got to get some pictures out on the Facebook page for you guys. Studio is almost done. It's getting there. Um, Steelers, Texans. I wanted to take Houston so fucking bad. Really? Because I, I am. And I, I wanted to, and I, like, I, I almost did. I don't know what the state of that offensive line is, and I know what the state of T.J. Watt is. And so the same reason I took Pittsburgh two weeks ago. I'm taking Pittsburgh based solely on the fact that T.J. Watt plays on the Steelers. That's, that's my reasoning. I'm taking them because of, again, the defense. That in this team, that individual defender especially, but I'm not going to disregard Alex Highsmith either. No. No, I I completely hear you. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he's starting to kind of get it going back together. Him and Pickens, is are, they're, they're getting some rapport back. C.J. Stroud is lighting it up. He, he can is. move too. That's, you know, he's, you know he's, the fifth, he's got the fifth most yards in the football right now? Yeah. Hey, I mean, statistically, he's, he's top five slinging it. He, he's fun to watch. Which is nuts. And, I, and he's doing that from the pocket. He's not escaping as much as I thought he would. Which is why I'm picking the Steelers, because um, I know I know a guy. I, I know which guy you're talking about. <laughs> but I, it, if Tank Dell, if he can just be a safety outlet all game, and every time C.J. Stroud has to dump out, and get away from – he's not going to get away every time. He, TJ's going to have four, maybe five. Like, God, I hope so. That's on the low end. But, yeah, I'm th- – no, this this game is – for a game that you look at and you're like, hmm, those teams are both one and two, and they're not really playoff teams that you're thinking of, but you're like, you know what, that's going to be a really exciting game. Um, So – yeah, that, that one's going to be fun. Rams at Colts. 
Uh, it looks like Richardson's probably going to be in line to play, um, which just further confirms that I'm going to take the Rams. Nothing against Richardson. I just don't think Richardson's ready to. R- Richardson needs to be playing football games because he's exciting to watch play football games, and he's going to be a good player if he continues the development he's on. Oh. He's just not ready to win football games. No, that team's not ready. Uh, the Rams had a, a a tough loss this week against uh, Cincinnati. They're going to bounce back. They're going to try and show everybody that they are for real. Um, I've got the Rams as well. I am interested to watch this game because Anthony Richardson was my favorite player coming out of the draft. I was happy to see him in Indianapolis. I there, I don't have any ill feelings towards Indianapolis except for Jim Irsay. Um I, I can't agree with that, so. I know you can't. But, like, I, I just can't pick the Colts. Because I know what Anthony Richardson's going to try to do to win, and it's going to work up until he hurts himself again. I just I, I think Richardson's a good player. I just don't think he's ready to win football games. He needs to play football games because he's going to be fun and he's going to be exciting. I just don't know that he's ready to win. Uh, Bucks at Saints. I'm not taking the Jameis Winston revenge. No, I'm like, taking yeah. the Bucks. Same. And unfortunately, I I feel like the the Saints are going to make. Baker look like a top five quarterback, and I'm going to have to listen to Nick Wright try and tell everybody that he was right about Baker Mayfield. Same thing with that other fuck that I used to listen to. Thank God Shannon left his show. Too bad I can't listen to Stephen A. Smith. Um, Washington at Philly. I think we're both taking Philly here. We're both taking Philly. But we're both really hoping Washington bounces back. I hope Washington bounces back. What sucks is you and I both know how this is going to go. That offense is going to look great up until they get to the five. And something something is going to happen that happens to bad football teams. Yeah. Bad fumble, bad interception, bad snap. God, I hope not bad injury. Like Bring up so- bad snap again at the end of this because I saw a clip that I think you're going to laugh about. Okay. Um, oh, was it the Caleb Williams? Damn it, it was the Caleb Williams. Oh, poor guy. Oh, God, take a snap right oh. to the dick. Um, a I guess shotgun I'll, snap, yeah. too. I'm I guess we'll have to talk about that later now. A rocket. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, moving on. Uh, Cincy, Tennessee. Last noon game. I'm taking Cincinnati. I I, I know it was ugly, but it was a win last week. And two's a streak. And I know Tennessee was, was ugly, and they've been ugly all year. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still waiting on Derrick Henry to pop off because once he does, the rest of the team's going to follow. I yeah, know. Fingers crossed. Both, both of us, we um, each have Derrick Henry in some fantasy league. Uh, yeah, it's. D Hop looks good. Ryan Danhill doesn't look awful. The rest of the team just is bad. Yeah, and I, I think Cincinnati, I, I think winning the first one was important. And I think they get I think they get back to 500 this week. On to the 3 o'clock games. And I'm sure when they made this schedule, they were like, that's a pretty good 3 o'clock game slate. And then week 4 got here. All right, so we got Las Vegas at uh, L.A. Chargers. I've got the Chargers. I'm, I'm I, taking the quarterback. I'm picking the quarterback as well. I'm taking that the Chargers. I, I don't know that Jimmy's going to play because he's still in the concussion protocol. That 
kind of scares me for uh, the L.A. defense if they've got um, – Aiden O'Connell? Dude, he looked good in the preseason. Dude, he was exciting. He I, was I don't fun know if that's watch. just preseason, but, God, it was fun to God, watch. he was so fun. Um, that and Brandon Staley's going to try and lose this football game. Well, he tries to lose every football game. I, I'm literally going to take the, the Raiders and the points. Um, I don't think they're going to win, but I'm betting on the Raiders and the points this weekend. I want everybody to know that. Obviously, now take the Chargers and the points, but no, the – it's a bad beat. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're gonna go. You're the, gonna get the, the to five hundred. The Chargers are going to be the Sands Mike Williams, obviously. So it's gonna be interesting to see whether whether they use Josh Palmer to fill that role or Quentin Johnston. I'm. I feel like I'm, it's I'm, gonna end up I'm being banking on Quentin Johnston. See, I feel hoping. like it's gonna be Josh Palmer. So do I. Because because I'm he, starting Quentin Johnston in fantasy. No, because uh, no, you can say it. As much as I want to. It's because Herbo's got a rapport. He's with got him. a rapport with him. It, it, Absolutely, that, that's and, all it's going to be. You're not going to repel a guy that's getting 25 sans sub 25 percent of the snaps to the starter role. Um, so I agree. It's probably going to be Palmer. I'm just hoping. Dallas, um, New England, fucking the return of the Zeke. I I'm taking Dallas like. It's going to be a close game, I think. Um, but yeah, no, I feel this game is going to be a lot closer than anybody anticipated. Dallas is going to eke out a win, and we're going to have to listen to how good Dallas looked against a Patriots team that's not that's that not good. good. Um, I I don't. It's sad that we know how this is going to play out. Yeah. And hopefully, it's, it's, it's either. Is it the, bad that I'm hoping the the pa- Patriots win? Just so I could be like, the Cowboys lost to a shit Patriots team by running the football and dumping it off, just like the Cardinals did last week. But they won't, because it's the Patriots and Mac Jones, and Mac Jones is going to, I don't know, try and throat kick fucking Micah Parsons, hopefully, and Micah Parsons rips him in half. That would be nice. Uh, Speaking of the Cardinals... They're going to lose. Yeah, I've got the Niners. Um, I don't Josh know what the Dobbs. Spread is, but it needs to be more. Josh Dobbs, I think, is actually going to give the Niners fits. The Niners do not do well against mobile quarterbacks. But you get into the third and fourth quarter. So he can give them fits. Whenever it's 40 to 13, I really don't give a shit about the fits. Yeah, it, it's going to be a rough first half. I'm going to have to keep telling myself that um, unless they just come out and. <laughs> And start obliterating. Um, Hopefully Brandon Ayuk has like 17 touchdowns in the first quarter and we can call it a game. Yeah, I'm taking the Niners. KC, New York. God, this should have been such a great game. It should have. It should have been such a great game. It should have been worthy of Sunday Night Football. This would have been the most watched Sunday Night Football game of the year. That's one team that we didn't get to talk about with the head coach versus quarterback. Um, that we probably could have talked in an entire hour on in probably, and of but I, I don't want to get into that right now because I, I don't want to lose any more of my evening. I've got Kansas City. I've got Kansas City by a lot. Yeah, I've got Zach Wilson's not going to look good against a very good Chiefs defense this year. Yeah, uh, I've got Kansas. I've City. got Kansas City by a lot. And we come to Monday night. 
Seattle and New York. Seattle by a million? I'm sorry. Is there a game Monday night? Yeah, I don't plan on watching that one. Good. I take that. I take that. I'll have it on the TV, background music while I scroll through my phone and probably look at truck parts. Yeah, I'd say I'll I'll be bowling, fortunately. Um, But, yeah, no, I've got Seattle. I don't think it's going to be much of a game. New York sucks. Seattle should run all over them. This is the New York team we were expecting last year. Yes. Wyatt waited an entire year. I have year. no idea how, how they managed to make the entire year before they were like, hey, we are who you thought we are, but I don't know. Um, no, I've, I've, got, I've got little faith in the New York Giants. Um, that, that rounds us out for week four. Yeah, uh, I'm excited though. A little bit of a little bit of exciting news in baseball: Ronald Acuna has secured MLB's first 40 home run and 70 steal season um, tonight. Good lord, the dude's a dude's a stud, a stud. Um, all right. That all being said, um, tonight was a little more exciting than I think either of us planned. Um, we definitely didn't intend to lose as much time as we or use lose. I'm not sure what the correct term is there. Um, on that initial segment, maybe maybe you should do that less often. Less uh, or more, we're gonna have to see what the uh, what the say, we'll have the to, feedback we'll have, is. We'll have to get some feedback on that because that was. Sometimes we get lost in the games, and we don't we don't just sit down and talk football. Um, so that, it was kind of nice to just sit down and talk football. But which is weird. That's why we started this thing. But once you get into the season, you want to talk football, but you also want to talk all the games. Yeah, you want to talk about what's happened, but sometimes some not and only recording once to start, and then twice now. You know, we're not sitting down. If if we were sat down for five hours a week and recorded five hours of content as opposed to two nights a week and, and three hours of content, maybe we get more. Hopefully I can get better at this whole, you know, following through and doing some TikTok things because I think we could do a lot of fun Q&As on there um, and, and just be better at this whole, you know, media empire deal. Um, but just wanted to touch on it. I know I know you're not a big NBA guy, um, but the Dame Lillard trade today. Yeah. Uh, going the to the Bucks. That's Dame with Giannis. That's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be fun to watch. You, obviously, I'm not a huge NBA guy. I don't know if either one of us are. You get us a lot closer to the NBA Finals and the tournament there at the end of the year. Yeah, you're you, probably you, going to see the playoffs, it. and I watch. But I just I don't watch a lot of regular season basketball. No. Um, but I think that. I know neither one of us are going to have great opinions or, or big opinions on it, but I feel like that's that's something massive in sports that you have to talk about a little bit, even if it's just mentioning it kind of in a fleeting moment as we are here. Um, that being said, guys, it's week four. If you're listening to this on Thursday, welcome to the NFL week. Hope you enjoy Thursday night football. It should be a good game with Detroit and Green Bay. But we're going to get out of here for the week. We're going to go get our jerseys washed. Hopefully, actually, we might actually get to sit down and watch football together on Sunday for the first time oh my all God. season. I know. Um, and we will reconvene with you guys on Tuesday to annoy you about fantasy football. But until then, be kind to each other, love one another, enjoy our new music, and always remember, fuck the Cowboys. Cowboys.